Welcome to the Downward Spiral. Oh Lord. We're taking you way down. We start off strong and then it's downhill. What do you mean strong enough? Well, we start talking about nice things and then we end up talking about awful things. Okay. And then all of a sudden you get depressed. Or I get depressed. There you have it. Here we go. Hey, Jeff. Nico. Welcome to Downward Spiral. Welcome to the Downward Spiral. How are you? I'm great. I just shaved my head. You look great. Thank you. You got a new look. I got a new look. It's weird. I've never had the full beard and a shaved head. It's good. It's not super shaved. You got like a sixteenth of an inch. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good look. It's not like Lex Luthor. It's no. more like uh, Jarhead. You look like military, you might... like Marines guy. Right. But you look good. It's a good look. Thanks. And you're working, and you're you're doing your thing. And it's I'm still... working. I'm I'm doing my thing. You know, I, I I I'll bring it up. I'm doing Spider-Man, but it's it's um. And, and I Spider-Man shot Two. Spider-Man Two, and I, and to me yesterday, you know, I shot. You're the you're the just to back up real quick. If this is the first time you're listening to this, is Downward Spiral podcast. We talk about nice things, then we talk about awful things, and then something happens, and then there's cannibalism, and there might be some poop talk. And I'm Jeff Fader, a sculptor, and Nico Tavernisi is a photographer, and a, he is a set uh, photographer. Not a set photographer. He's a still photographer for movies, and he's a very good photographer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's on the movie. And we uh, we've also ramped up the audio a bit. Yeah. We're now uh, recording into some nice Sony uh, labs, and um, just so you get our, you know, I, I listen to Stern. I actually listen to Stern a lot. I, I, yeah. I used to not listen to Stern, right? And now I start listening to him more. You know, the thing is, I was a big Sunny in the Morning on on Sirius XM with... Uh, Sonny Fox. Sonny Fox. I love right. Sonny Fox. I love comedy. Right. Um, you know, the whatever... Raw Dog. The Raw Dog comedy right. was great. And then Sonny left. He retired. That was it. And now it's Marxist High. Like, yeah, it's Marxist High. And... I know and radio, it's, But man. it's new, but they're new guys, and I don't... I don't... I don't like their interaction. Their interaction right. is really... Cheese ball and they're kind of laugh. They stumble over each other laughing, and it's just yeah, it's not funny. It's not sunny, and I miss that. And I don't. They're, sunny they're is kind old of school. Cheese ball, but sunny I like is that. Old school. I yeah. like that. No, that's I old like school fucking you know. I love fucking Cincinnati. You know whatever WKRP. WK, yeah. I'm like a big fanatic of that right. shit. And and that's actually what I like about um what I like about um. Um, Howard Stern. Howard Stern. And it, the reason I like Stern is because, for one, A, the only, the primary reason I like Stern is because of his voice plus the microphone equals a sonic purity that nobody else has. He has exceptional audio, and but the, there is something about the, to, the tonality, yeah. the intonation, and the delivery, yeah. and the timing... That makes a broadcaster amazing. Howard yeah. Stern is incredible. Listening to he could talk about putting br- butter on bread, yeah, yeah. and it's fascinating, totally fascinating. Because the more I listen to him, the more I I realize a he's kind of a dipshit. Two, he's he's like the super rich. He's like listening to Jerry Seinfeld talk about like why he can't get grapes at the store. You know, you're like, oh, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> but the thing is, is that he's really good. At questioning other very rich artists like movie people and musicians and actors yes. and those kind of things. And it's a lot of fun because 
he grills the fuck out of them, and I like, you know, it's fun having an interview who's interviewer who's dirty and who's who's doesn't give a flying fuck and is not worried about ratings and all that stuff. I mean, he kind of is deep down, but he's such this high high level personality that he doesn't have to really kowtow to certain people. Even though I busted him recently on on being really weird about. Jewish people and stuff like that. Well, he one thing about him is he's very good. He, he is one of the best interviewers, no question. And yeah. he gets people to say crazy things. Right. And that's one of his gifts. But he's very good at leading questions. And he's also very good at disarming you. And he says something like, you know, he'll say something like, oh, no, don't worry. Just take your clothes off. No one cares. Come on. Yeah. You know, oh, no. You know, he's very good at, like, Giving this, he's just—he's. I mean, he's exceptionally good. He's the best in the business. Mm. I mean, I think now it's a little bit different. I mean, but his—he still sounds great. Yeah. And you know, I—I I mean, I agree with you. I heard—I heard that he had uh, Tracy Morgan on, and apparently that was really funny. I mean, I wonder what his mic. I bet you his microphone's like a Neumann, like, wood box, like insane microphone like you know the microphone they pull down it's, yeah it's fucking huge sinatra style well you know that they're very all those guys are very sensitive their hearing is very sensitive to the you know whether something's tinny or how it sounds i mean you and i've been doing this podcast now for a long time we don't wear earphones so we really don't know how we but you know i gotta i got something to i gotta something i gotta say i, yes, I don't listen to a lot of our podcasts right so I really had to, you know, I listened to ours recently, and then I realized that, for one, I think I like stereo space. And, and whoever is listening, I know Andy B listens, and um, and a couple others. We have a couple, you know, Brandon B in L.A. usually. Yeah, listens. Brandon B, yeah. But I, I don't know if it's better if you listen, if you can actually listen on headphones to two people on either side of your head talking sonically more uh, oral stimulation or is it less uh, do you like it as mono so you can pull one headphone out of your ear and listen to both or do you like the idea I, of both it's kind of a weird question I don't know I mean I, I think that it's been sounding good I mean the, the, some, the only times where it sounds weird is is where we're too far away from the microphone right. but, uh, but other than that I mean I've heard other podcasts and they sound eh. But this should sound. This sounds is, fine. This should sound really sounds good. Fine, yeah. This should sound really good. Yeah, we've done this before. This, this, uh, these we have done before. this style with the, with the lav mics, but the lav mics actually sound really good. What we don't have are the big pull down Neumanns. Right. Of course, I, I right. can't afford a two thousand dollar Neumann that Stern has that he uses with a little, you know, with the, right with in front the, of his face with, with the, the fucking the with the with the pop. What's called a pop guard. It's which a, is the the that, weird like pantyhose? Yeah. So if you say like, you know, whatever, Your something with an S or a the, P yeah. and a <laughs> sibilance, and then <laughs> it pops all over the microphone. Anyways, so I guess let's let's go back, kind of go drill back to what I'm I'm working on this film. It's a it's the new Spider Man, and. I, I had a day of shooting yesterday, and the day was it was kind of unbelievable, unbelievable because it was it was me, the this new guy who I really fucking dig. Um, he's the art director, 
and graphic layout guy for Spider-Man. He's an older dude and um, New York guy. And it was just me and him hanging out the whole day waiting for fucking Spider-Man. All we did was like wait. And we waiting just for... Waiting for the... Not <clears throat> not Andrew Garfield who plays the character, in it, but the stuntman who does all the moves. Right? right. He basically is Spider-Man. The guy... The stunt kid, the stunt dude who's does all the who's like a hundred pounds and legs who does like fucking yoga master yoga sessions, who does you know the the web slinging thing between his legs as he jumps fifteen feet in the air. Yeah, he's really Spider Man. Andrew Garfield is Peter Parker. Right. You know, there's a big difference between the two. Andrew Garfield's not going to jump over a fucking you know building with a fucking guy wire attached to him and, and land on the building where this stunt guy is. And the stunt guy is this funny dude, William. He's a really, he's a really nice kid. <clears throat> but, um, so they had him, I had, they were like, well, we need you to bring in your lighting package. That's what they, they told me. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, sure, I'll bring in a bunch of lights, whatever, and we'll get a big white seamless, which is a big white roll of paper and and I'll I'll shoot Spider-Man you know whatever jumping up and down or something crazy and uh, so I had a flash and I had my my 5D and and um, what's a 5D a 5D is the well I there's a there's a you know it's a kind of camera that's uh, made by Canon it's a, it's a pretty nice camera it's a new version so it's pretty expensive and it shoots really great low light and but I had a flash, and I had a remote flash, and I was shooting Spider-Man right. jump on a trampoline up over me. So I was underneath him, lying on the ground, paint shooting shots. total taint shots. <laughs> and uh, and it's, a new, it's his new costume, so it was, you know, his eyes kept fogging up and shit. And, but it was, it was I, kept, I kept stopping and looking through the view, my viewfinder, and literally, this was the thing, Jeff, it was like, I couldn't fucking believe it was Spider-Man I was looking at, like life-size Spider-Man. It wasn't, and it wasn't like, "Hey, check out Disney Spider-Man." This was the fucking yeah. real guy. And this he was, like, was, and he was jumping for you. Yeah, but I he mean, was totally into it. He was so into it, and he kept saying, "He was like, oh, I fucked that. I fucked that one up. God, I fucked that one up. No, my legs will be perfect. My legs will be perfect the next time. My legs will be perfect. Hold on, hold on. Let's do this. Let's do this." Behind the mask, he's saying this. Yeah. And he would nail it. And wow. he was so fucking good. So That's like, but you know, I mean, growing up, the first superhero cartoon was that 60s Spider-Man. Yeah. And then you got a little Spider-Man in the 80s, but Spider-Man was the man. Yeah. I mean, there was really like, so what you're, the opportunity that you have yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. You are taking photographs of Spider-Man. But, you know, the thing is, is that, and I was talking to the, the art director, this, this guy, who's, who's super cool, um, and he worked on a bunch of films. He worked with Noah. He worked on Noah with me. And, Your last film. And he worked on Moonrise Kingdom with me. Right. And, but but he was, it was different because I just recently met him. He usually works in the office and does the Photoshop stuff. Right. And I never really meet those people. And I finally, you know, I met him this time, and we realized that we worked on every film for the last fucking seven years. And... Uh, we were laughing because we didn't really know the new director, this guy Mark Webb, who's a very nice, very cool, very funny dude. But 
because we don't know him, it was me and Mark trying to figure out how Spider-Man would look as a hero or a zero or how he would look like if he was playing a joke on himself. And we were second-guessing the character left and right. Me and the art director were posing Spider-Man like we would think Spider-Man would be posed. Right. At that point, we needed a comic guru, some you know, somebody who knew Spider-Man inside and out. And then we so we shot a bunch of sh tons of shit. I mean, I shot 500 photos, and we went and we showed the director, and the director was like, "Yeah, cool, okay, yeah, uh oh, yeah, it's all right. Well, yeah, I don't really like. He's really thin. Let's turn the lights around. So, yeah, I don't know. And he was really not super. He, was he wasn't psyched. psyched. Which is tough because, for one, if I shoot for Aronofsky, I know exactly what the fuck he wants. Right. So for me, it's really, if you work with certain directors, you're yeah. like, I know who the, what the fuck he wants. Right. Well, this is day one shit right now. And so this is day one shit, and we're working with the fucking hero, we're working, and we're working with an image that, regardless if it, it goes on a newspaper, like the Daily Bugle, you know? Right. It still has to be on the image of Spider-Man that has to be on the money. And the director knows it. And so I shot these images, and, and for, for some reason I wanted the, the, the art director, and I, it made sense. He's like, you know, I, I want the guy to be at three-quarter. I want him kind of looking up. It's a hero shot of Spider-Man, and it's, you know, the title is like, we miss you, Spider-Man below. And, um, and I kept turning him three-quarter, and then I, I went back for full body, and then and the freaking director... Totally just nailed it and made me eat my own shit when he was like, yeah, but if he turns sideways, he's, he's too skinny for me. I need him full body, looking directly at the lens, facing the lens, chest open, big. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that shot. Like, I knew at that Ooh. moment. Me and the art director were both like, yeah, we didn't shoot that. And he was just like, yeah, well, we need to shoot that. So what do you do for that? So we tried to get the stunt guy back in the costume. It was t we waited for four and a half hours. I'm yesterday on Friday. Uh, were you like freaking a little bit? I was freaking a little bit. The art director wasn't. The art director was like, "I got it. Whatever. I can Photoshop the fuck out of this guy. Don't worry about it. You know, he's this master Photoshop guy." Yeah, but this is your first. But day still, of, I'm, yeah. I'm still stressed the fuck out because yeah. I'm like, "This is the biggest." I didn't really. Yeah, I didn't really impress the director. He wasn't. I mean, they were good photos. I mean, but it's not exactly what not he wanted. exactly what he wanted. The problem was is that he wasn't there, and when you don't have a director who's not present, he was. He opened the door. Jamie Fox and Dan DeHaan, who were the big actors, were like in in a meeting with him. So obviously, he didn't have fucking time to go like shoot this right. little Spider-Man art art thing. So, wow. So it was tough. It was it was it was a it was, a, it was you know. I did the best I could, and but it, it's hard, you know. I mean, when's you, when's your next day? Wednesday. You know, I mean, I, I the thing is, that I have I have friends kind of everywhere, and 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 Mark likes me, the director likes me, and. Um, but that was the first day, really. It was. So, it was really so the first. You, we've shot. So I've shot two days with him, and both days were kind of. They're okay. They're not great. They're not like, damn, this guy's good. They were kind of like, yeah, I guess he can kind of hold his own, but whatever. But that's, so. I mean, isn't that like a learning, a sh don't you have a short learning curve? 
Yeah, it is, but I, you know, I don't really know. The pro, you know, the thing I always freak out about is that set photographers can be replaced in like a heartbeat, like literally, like it happens a lot. Where set photographers are like, yeah, yeah, so we're gonna go with somebody else, and that happens. I've I've heard of that shit happening, but they fire they fire directors in the middle of a movie. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> tough so you're always trying to it's always it's a huge balance trying to try to keep people keep everybody satisfied but you know what they say about pressure it's a motherfucker no pressure makes <laughs> pressure makes diamonds yeah i know that's how you that's yeah how, no i mean you know your so here's the podcast so here's a here's the thing is that the the you know the art director guy was just like nico these are amazing photos you know we looked at the photos he's like these are fantastic i have tons to work with the magazine, the new Daily Bugle that I'm going to cop up is going to look fantastic. Photos are great. We'll, we'll use them. We'll work with them. And and that's what I was going off of. I had zero direction from the director. Right. And when you have zero direction from the director, you know, it's tough. I mean, uh, a lot of it, you know, I mean, it's a lot of it is in your hands. When The other day when I shot with Dane... Who plays one of the? He plays Hobgoblin, and he's he's it's great. Are you supposed to say that? Spoiler yeah, alert. No, no, no. Everybody knows. People know. You can fucking IMDb it. You'll see it. We don't want to do. Spoilers. There is there is one big spoiler that I'm not gonna say. Don't do spoilers. Huge. There's a we are huge against, one. We're against spoilers is on it? this podcast. Yeah, we're totally against spoilers. There's a huge one that I'm not gonna say. Anyways, so but but you can IMDb. Of course, it's 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 on there. Dane well, Dan Dan Dane. Dehan is a very great kid. He's, I, I'm a big fan of his because uh, the movie Chronicle, which is awesome. Anybody who hasn't seen Chronicle, fucking watch it because it's it's funny as shit. It's like a, it's like a teen movie that just goes off. It's about kids who figure out they have superpowers and it's shot through like a handheld camera, but it's way better than a handheld camera. It's kind of like um, end of watch. Movie. Um, anyway, so I was going to shoot Dane on white. They called me and they're like, "Oh shoot, we need to shoot these actors, Emma Stone and Dane on on white background for some kind of whatever security IDs and blah blah." So I went in and I was like, okay, cool. I'll bring my 50 mil. I'll shoot against white background. Very right. easy. These two characters. And the fucking director comes in. And, and I love this because it really cha- it challenged the fuck out of me. But it, and it, it was great because I hate these fucking photo shoots. And the director comes in and was like, um, can, you, uh, can you and Dane just go outside? And can, I, can you guys shoot? Can you shoot him like running around? New York City, because we're in New York City, instead of trying to comp him in to like a background. And I was, <laughs> and if, the problem was that he said, "Can you use like a 135 mil lens?" And I didn't, I didn't have 135 because I thought I was shooting on just a portrait. All right, you only brought. What you I did, I didn't bring this monster lens that I have, but I didn't bring it. But I was I did, wouldn't tell the director in front of everybody. That yeah, I didn't have like the a fucking lens. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go outside. So I shot on my 50 mil, and I sh- I 
directed the whole thing, and me and Dane ran, ran around. It was the coldest day of the year. It was like maybe 15 degrees in New York City. And me and the hairstylist who I know and the makeup artist who I've just met literally ran in four blocks and I shot him. And um, we came up with some really cool stuff. And, and he saw it and he was like, um, yeah, that's cool. All right, well, yeah, he should probably be in like a, a more expensive neighborhood. What's well, a so it was like, but it was fun because for me, so like I like your, that shit. I love that shit, and, I, and I'm it's trial by fire for these guys. I mean, this well, is you're getting, big, you know, you're you're understanding that there's a, you know, there's a different. He's got pressure on him too. Yeah, no, and I totally understand that, and you know, I, I think I like the idea. I really like the idea of when he said go outside and do shit. I got I got really psyched, even though I had the wrong lens and I was totally sweating that. I knew that it's a it's a it's a great thing when someone like a director or somebody who says, you know, just try something fucking different. Yeah, it gives you gives you a, gives you a, um, an assignment. Yeah, you know, like I, publicity people all all the time are like, well, sorry about these lists. You know, we're really sorry that we're sending you these lists. But for me, it's great because it's fuck. I have. 17 hours that I shoot during the day I don't know what the fuck to shoot it's got to be very stressful because like you said you know this isn't someone that you're familiar with it's really you know what it's really stressful in the beginning of, of shooting every movie is really stressful because for one you have to appease not only the director but the first AD who is going to be your buddy and who's going to help you get the shots he's the first assistant director He's kind of like the guy in charge. Right. And then you want to appease the publicity people who are usually on set. Right. And they're like, I think you should get a great picture of blah, blah, blah with blah, blah, blah. And the other people you don't. It's, pain, it's a love-hate thing where you don't really want to be around. It's like your fucking mother-in-law telling you how to cut fucking green beans, you know? But they're there, and you have to fucking deal with them. And they kind of make or break shit. Because they're the liaison to the studio. And then there's the producers who will always love you no matter what. The producers are always batting for you. They're always like, you are amazing. You take great photos, blah, blah, blah. Keep it up, blah, blah, blah. The camera department, whatever, they could give two fucks about you. But if you're nice to them, the camera department is great because they let you get closer to them. They let you shoot shit that you wouldn't be able to shoot. And they let you store your stuff on their truck and right. those kind of things. But for the first two weeks of any movie, no matter how big it is, you're always sweating because you're always worried about. But you're getting your sea legs. You're like you're yeah, you're, seeing what the, you're seeing how everybody things is. work. You're seeing right. how hands on right. the director is and how you can make right. sure that. I think that I mean it's I mean this is the biggest movie you've ever been on and without the safety net of your of your relationship and friendship with right. the director. Right. I mean this is the biggest movie you've ever been on without yeah. you know without him really knowing you well. You know. And it's yeah. and it's 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 as if he they want you to be able to read his mind and know what he wants where you can't. Yeah, you know, and it's it's hard. Yeah, it was funny because when I talked to the assistant director after, who's kind of the, one of the big big dudes, and and I 
he came up to me and he was like, what do you mean you don't have the fucking lens? And I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't bring that lens because in the, call, the call to. sheet was just studio shit. And I got really kind of pissed. I was like, you got to fucking tell me if I'm going to run around outside in the fucking city. Wait, who did you say this to? The it's his first, first AD. And was he pissed? He was pissed. He came up. He wasn't pissed. He was just like irritated. He was like, yeah. He was like, we got to get this shot today. Like we we don't have time next week to do this. They're always a, they're always freaked out about time, right? Because that's that's what their job. But you is. haven't started filming a movie yet. No, we haven't even started. But it's a it's you know a big big man of jamma. So you know, and I went up to him, you know, just like during lunch. I walked up and I was like, look, I'm. I'm sorry. I, I didn't bring that fucking. I didn't bring that lens. I didn't realize, and it was heavy, and I didn't want to fucking bring it. It was kind of my fault that I didn't bring it. I should have. And um, but I didn't think I was running outside as a paparazzi guy. And the guy was like, "Oh, dude, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." I mean, as long as you're there and you kind of, as long as you tell the crew what you what's going on, as long as the crew knows the people who you who work for you and you work for. Know what the fuck's going on? Who gives a shit? You know, they, they all know. They all realize it's a fucking pain in the ass. Right. So the guy was just like, dude, don't don't sweat it. It's all good. We'll figure it out. It was it's a it's tough. We'll we'll do it. Wow. It wasn't, you know, and it's good. I learned that the hard way. And I mean, I think from touring for so many years, I think I learned that. I learned the fact that can't be pissed at, at the other crew members. You can never get pissed at other crew members because you're you guys are all this huge unit. Yeah. And if you get pissed at them, you can't get shit done. Hmm. Because the other person will be like, fuck you. Why the fuck would I do anything for you? Wow. You know, and I learned that the hard so way on, on so music on the music a, industry. But it's been a stressful week. It's been a stressful week, but it's to me it's been great. I, I, you know well, you Anytime you learn about new people and new directions like that, it's it's great. But um, you know, I don't know. It's 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 about to start, man. I I got a fucking I got a week, and then um, I'm shooting next week, and then we start February fourth, which is a week from now, and it's it's big. It's fucking huge. It's fucking gigantic. We shoot. We shoot for one week in uh, Bethpage, New York, in Long Island, at this big studio out there called Gold Coast. And we shoot a G5 sequence. What's a G5 sequence? A G5 is the the private jetliner. You know, like the... Oh, G6? Well, G6 is newer. G5 oh. is newer. Uh, it's a, it's a uh, small personal jet. So you're gonna be in a jet. So we're gonna be in a jet. Not in the air. Well, it's about twelve feet up in the air, oh. and it's on hydraulics. All right. The whole thing's on hydraulics. This the the stunt the props guy showed me the, a video that he shot of the jet, and it's on hydraulics, and it's we're shooting there for a week with like Martin Sheen, Sally Field, and uh, you know whatever. It's weird because we're shooting it for five days, one shot. Five days, one shot. Usually I get a shot in two hours. Like one setup, I'll get an hour and I'll shoot it. Hmm. <clears throat> Here we're getting five 17-hour days. 
Wow. So it just tells you the difference of what's going on with this, with this, this film, the size of the film. So it's all being filmed in New York? It's all being filmed in Long Island or New York, yeah. Well, I mean New, York. New York. So Long Island, we're doing a bunch of the stuff until we do exterior. Exterior starts May. Exterior New York City. We do a lot of New York City exteriors, which is really hard because I have to deal with paparazzi, um, you know, competing other photographers, blah, blah, blah. What do you, how, um, what do you mean you're competing? The, I was talking to the, uh, the, one of the key grips on Spider-Man who, who was working for me the other day and he said, you know, on sec on Sex and the City, which is that big, uh, what's her name? What the fuck is her name? Jess- Sarah Jessica Sarah Jessica Parker. Parker. Thank you. There's like five of those women together, right? Right. The only time they're together in Sex and the City 2 is when they walk into Bergdorf G- Goodman together. They all come around corners and they all meet and they go to right. walk in Bergdorf. They had four cameras set up for that. Four, which is unheard. Usually, it's like four sets of four. No, four different oh. uh, film cameras were set up for that shot because there was all these women. They were huge. They're big actresses. Whatever. They're big paparazzi people. And the <laughs> key grip said there was two hundred and fifty or so paparazzi people outside. They had to do an entire take just for the paparazzi. And then the paparazzi would leave. So they did one entire take with all the actresses where they came in, all the cameras, you know, whatever. Thousand photos a second. And then afterwards, you throw them out. And then they they pushed everybody out and they did the scene. So you get to do that for Spider Man? I have a feeling feeling we'll be doing that a lot on Spider Man. Which is a drag as fuck for me because it's basically like. Oh, so we have a we have 250 directors just just decided to direct your film. So, sorry, Mr. Director, but 250 people decided they want to direct also. What, so they're going to give their two cents. Meaning, all these paparazzi photos yeah. are going to be online in eight and a half seconds, and your photos are up against theirs. Right. So they're shooting on $12,000 cameras with $8,000 lenses, shooting 800 millimeter whatever of some the Spider-Man's fucking nutsack, and you have to come up with something better. <clears throat> it's tough. It's really hard. Exteriors in New York Manhattan are fucking just hard because of yeah. that. Yeah. Well, people want to see Spider-Man. No, yeah, that's, I mean, that's excitement. I mean, everybody, I mean, I... Yeah, he's the, he's a real New York. He's the real New York superhero, you know. I mean, right. Gotham has Batman, but New York Got, City yeah. has Spider-Man. New York Spider-Man, yeah. So it's different, you know. He's 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 our he's the the city's hero, and it's um. I don't blame anybody for you know they freak out when Spider-Man comes out. It's great, but the whole paparazzi thing is crazy. I remember when I was yeah. working on a job site. Next to where Hugh Jackman lived, your buddy. Yeah. And there was one dude camped out waiting for him to come out. He was there from morning, noon to the afternoon, and then Hugh Jackman came out and he started, hey, you. I mean, it was really, 
was amazing. Yeah. He just can't, he had camped out knowing where he was going to be. Yeah. And it was depressing. I mean, he was prepared. He was prepared, and that, that one picture ended up in our, our, our job truck, ended up on, in Us Weekly. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's got to be hard when you're dealing with piranhas. Yeah. I mean, they're just like. But you know, you know what? I, I, my, <coughs> they're really, they're really there for one reason. They're there to get this one image and, of the actor and paid and paid. My, my direction is very different. My direction is, I need the most creative, artistic image, with and without cameras. Mm. So they're there for a reason to get the actor as a person, as right. a human. They want Andrew Garfield as a dude, half in, half out of Spider-Man costume. Like that's that's their principal concern. Right. I could care fucking less about that. My idea is I need Spider-Man and Spider-Man and, and Andrew Garfield as actors in their moment, and also as humans. Without their moment, with cameras around them, like wow. I, and, and my access is ten times what paparazzi has. Oh, ten times? Yeah, a thousand times. Yeah. I mean, you're there to take pictures. And the good thing is, is that we start New York City exteriors two months in May first. We start, so we start what February. So I have February, March, April. I have four months before we hit exteriors. At that time, I'm I'm a fucking god in the you know I'm like the man. Once I once I infiltrate <laughs> the yeah. age department and become right. friends with everybody, I'm I you're good. I'm good. It takes it takes me three weeks to be like completely comfortable with every department. So. We'll see. It's a, it's a big. This is a. This is the biggest mamma jam I've ever done. So it's a big test on me. But you know what? It. it I, I. I keep thinking the worst case scenario. If I get fucking fired, I. I could. I almost don't give a shit because I have so much fucking work I have to do for Noah too. So. It would suck. Yeah, but. I'm it, not it would. It would beyond just suck. I mean, it would be. <laughs> It would be, I mean, it would be terrible. No, it wouldn't. To a it, certain degree. You know what? It's weird because Hollywood is such a weird... So fickle. Fucking sphincter. It's just like, <laughs> tight. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. You know, they, they have no <laughs> idea what the fuck's going on. Uh -huh. So for them to, like, ban whoever, it's, it's really common. So every day I'm hired, I do the fucking best I, I physically can. And then I just kind of walk away, and if it, you know, I mean, the the ads who were, a you know, a big part of the film were kept apologizing to me for waiting because I waited for four hours. All right. And then I said to them, I was, was like, nice. and they were like, so sorry about that. I was like, you know, whatever, dude. It's yeah. all good. I, I'm getting paid. It doesn't. I got paid three hundred bucks to fucking sit around for a couple hours. So who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, I could have been sitting in traffic, not getting paid. I could have been, you know, shoveling shit and not getting paid. You could have been welding up railings and not getting paid. Yeah, outside. Outside. I was outside. Yeah, I can't believe you're outside. What the fuck was that about? 
I was working on a thing for a thing. That was insane because it, it was fucking cold and you were outside and you were like, yeah, I didn't have a great day because it was fucking cold out. Yeah, 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 yeah. You called me uh, earlier in the week to help me. You took amazing pictures of my sculpture that I'm installing tomorrow morning. And uh, you, I draw, you know, you, I, we had to install, do this stupid installation at the high school. And it was freezing, freezing. Yeah, it was, it was That's part it of the cold, you know, fuck. cold as fuck. So cold. But, you know, it's, it's unfortunately part of this particular job, which hopefully, you know, I'm hoping things are going well. And Wait, where are you installing this thing tomorrow? In Midtown Manhattan. This, this, this gentleman's home. What time home. are you doing it? 1.30. Huh. It's the easiest install ever. Yeah. Easiest. But uh, it's good, and hopefully... It's a, it's a commission I did. It's a big steel, outdoor steel uh, egret. Yeah. Big, big egret. Egret that might have had some testosterone replacement therapy. <laughs> this is kind of bigger than uh, in the normal egret. And hopefully it turns into two more sculptures. Yeah. And things have been good. This has been a good year for me. You yeah. know, uh, your wife and I are in a show. The opening's tomorrow, the, what is it, the 27th? Is that right? Is it? Yeah, it's my mom's birthday. Yeah. And uh, we got we're at the HPCCA, and we got a nice, real nice show, real solid, yeah. high level show. And hopefully, you know, every day I'll try to. You took some great pictures from my website, and we're going to put those up. And every day I'm going to hopefully be in your shoes, where I'm more of a freelance guy. You know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, I got two more commissions that are pending, and I actually got an intern. I just found out I got an intern a couple days ago. The, the the museum wants me to have an intern. They have a guy who wants to do uh, working with a metal sculpture. And I got a very nice email, dear sir, you know, I want to yeah. be your unpaid intern. I'm gonna have another intern. My last what? intern. My intern. Really? Yeah. I get that shit all the time, but I, I think it's it's kind of like a joke, or it's a chick, and well, I can't have a chick as my intern. Well, I you know, I, I, the, yeah. Well, I. The whole thing is, is it's uh, the, the museum that I'm dealing with. They wanted to place this kid, and they asked me if I'd want an intern, and it's good. For me, it's good because it gets me motivated to keep you know, doing stuff that I wouldn't normally do. Yeah, but you have to pull him under your wing. Where does he live? Yeah, he lives, he's local. He's a local kid. He's got an, intern, he's got an internship project, and he needs to get hours for and So he'll come to my shop, and we'll do projects together. I'm going to do... He's going to help me do, I'm going to do the sign for our friend Patrick's uh, tattoo parlor. Right. We're doing a blacksmith uh, ornamental ironwork sign. He'll help me do that. Yeah. And then hopefully I get two more commissions and he'll help me with that. We'll be good. I like cool. it. It's, it's, you know what the funny thing is, is I was an intern when I was a kid. My dad told me, if you're going to be an artist, you got to work for artists. So it was, a, it was very beneficial for me to... Uh, have to work with other people. I mean, I, I learned yeah. stuff that I didn't learn in art school, and um, you know, yeah. So you want to bring this spiral speaking down? Of, yeah, speaking of learning, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's you know, I have this webcam behind you, and it's it's funny because we oh. I, I put that webcam on and I left it one weekend. And we told our daughter not to use the internet. Right. Oh. 
And we came back and we realized you tricked her. and we realized that not only was she watching the internet the entire time we were gone, but she had was eating crap food, putting her feet up, uh, and opening and closing <laughs> opening and closing these these cabinet doors where the computer is with her feet like spinning like around feet. the chair. Bare feet, like yeah, like operating the computer with her feet, and and it was all on on time lapse stuff, and, and it, it so was and it was in our little secure our little camera behind us. And I I was like, oh fuck, I'll just turn it on. And blah, and I turned it on, and like we came back, and I watched the video, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. So what did you do? We bust her. We we're just like, you know, we didn't say there was a security camera there. We were just like, you know, Shara's like, you know, the internet. If you watch Hulu or Netflix, we know what you're watching. Which is not true. Well, no, it is true. But not. But we didn't check that. We just right. saw the video. And Shara was like, oh, damn. And she had watched like, you know, 14 hours of Hulu. So did she cop, she cop too? Or? Yeah, yeah. She was just like, I didn't. Uh, I didn't whatever. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. Is the Speaking of the internet. There was a, yeah. Talk, this is a, brings up a very good point. This, yeah. this, uh, this X, by the way, kudos on the segue. Kudos on the segue. Yeah, but very you know, good. but who, you know, we we played a great. We let's let's. I want to pimp this game out because we were supposed to podcast a long time ago. But we were supposed way to guys podcast way like two better. hours ago. But, it was but way better. But there's this game that my wife found. It's unbelievable. Called Cards Against Humanity. It is the greatest game of all time. It's called a NSFW. It's, yeah, it's a party game for horrible people. It's a simple like black coffin box. It's rated seventeen plus for your age, which could be even too low. Players, yeah, players four to twenty. We recently had a, a friend, a, a brother, a brother-in-law of mine. Who had a friend who came over who actually left the game halfway because he got a there was a card in there that he thought was was too inappropriate too inappropriate. So you for, basically you get a life. question and then the and then the people who are playing have to get the best give the best answer based on the cards they get and their cards say things from anywhere from you know I had at one point older elderly Japanese men to anal beads to yeah. You know, it's all it's and very it's, it's 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 exactly like the game apples to apples, but it's just to make people laugh. But with so like we were porn. playing that for a little bit, but back to the uh, video camera. Yeah, so as you know, we had some friends over. We had Mink and Ray over, and when they were leaving, Mink was like, "Oh, you guys should talk about this guy." Alan Kachowski thought something in his Rye apartment was amiss for months. Hmm. Blinds drawn that had not been. A window left open that he had left shut. Weird. But nothing ever went missing. Huh. And he feared he and fearing he may become he, he he may come off as paranoid, Kachowski never went to the police. Instead, he set up three cameras and mm. waited. Smart guy. The longtime owner of a series of Labrador retrievers, Kachowski shared his apartment at the Rye Colony Cooperative Apartments with a male Labrador puppy. Oh, Rye, New York. Yeah. Gunner. The name of the Very dog close. is Gunner. Yeah, I like that name. Me too. Gunner, who, unbeknownst to Chowski, Kachowski, was the real target of the burglar. Whoops. 
The burglar, it turns out, wasn't there to steal anything, Kachowski said Tuesday, but for something even far more unimaginable. Kachowski, an attorney, said it never occurred to him that somebody was returning to his to returning to his own to have sex with his dog. Okay. Kachowski turned over the video camera to the police, who uh, questioned the building superintendent, Kuchim Naji Nikchaz. Is there a video online? Can we watch this? I don't know. Yeah, mm. uh, they uh, they questioned him and they arrested him for sex acts against the then ten year old dog committed the day before. Uh, Nikaj, 44, of Rye, was sentenced Tuesday by Westchester County Judge Barry, whatchamacallit, for six, to, to six and a half years and seven years probation after pleading guilty to burglary and sexual misconduct. The case was unusual, to say the least. You exhibited cruelty to the animal. Your behavior was inexcusable. Uh, yeah, burglary. Uh, Nikaj, who wore the 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 assailant, who wore a, a blue striped gray sweater and blue jeans, to the Westchester County Courthouse spoke little in court before a sentence, only speaking up to tell Warhit that he had nothing to say. Stephen da- Stephen Davidson, a lawyer for Nick Jaws, Nikaj, indicated that the proceedings uh, that after the proceedings he might appeal the sentence, calling it unfair. We'll do everything we can to protect his interests, Davidson said before adding that Nick, ja- Nick Aj was doing well under the circumstances other than what his family is going through. Ugh. Nick Aj has to register as a sex offender after completing the sentence. He's going to do, he's gonna do uh, six and a half years. Oh, I know that ice cream. That's that fucking good ass. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Good. None, none for me, thanks. And Valenti's good shit. Talenti. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. Pistachio. I love. I love pistachio. pistachio. I can't. You can't do it. Why? I love it. I, I'm, I'm watching your way, you faggot. No. Oh. Oh. Wait, you got your fucking get ice cream running on your beard. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> what's up? What's up? Um. <laughs> so he. So then. Uh, let's get to the page two. Poor Gunner. Um. Nick Aj, a 15-year resident of Rye, worked in the apartment complex for six years before his arrest. And Kachowski said the yes super seemed like a normal guy until one day, a few weeks before Kachowski set up the cameras, when the two had an odd run-in outside Kachowski's apartment. He said he had stopped by to check the gas, Kachowski said, even though the gas had been on for some time. Final Kachowski set up three cameras which provided indisputable evidence. A naked man in your apartment having sex with your dog. I was wow. wondering why someone would keep coming in there. I never noticed anything to make me think. I never noticed anything to make me think. A subsequent examination of Gunner by a veterinarian revealed no permanent physical damage. Kachowski said... It's uh, a lot of human cum. Yeah. <laughs> and the vet even expressed surprise that the soon-to-be two-year-old pup could still interact normally with men. The dog had always been eagerly greeting visitors at the door, mm-hmm. Kachowski said, and sure still does on the video. Gunner was abnormally passive. Ooh. Gunner's just sat on the couch. He didn't get up. Well, nowadays, Kachowski said, Gunner is back to his old self. <laughs> Anytime someone comes in, they're all he's all over they're him. All over him. Terrific dog. Mm. So this dude 
decided that he would just start fucking this break break into a guy's apartment to fuck his dog. But he he owned part of the co. He's he's a he's a super, super of the ho- he's a co-op. Super. Yeah, but he doesn't own anything. He works there. Right. So, I, I, I don't know. People feel bad for dogs. I feel bad for this dog no because. One. But I was saying, I mean, is it possible that they're really in the animal kingdom? There isn't really rape. It's it's not it's not consensual anyway. It's yeah. weird, you know. I tell you, humans. Well, for some reason, you can't just like say, "Okay, look, I need to. I need some type of release. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go jerk off. You yeah. can't just jerk off and boom. I mean, there have been times where you just jerk off and you feel like a p- utter piece of shit because you're just like you're you're in this position. Right. You know, and it's embarrassing. Ultimately, right. and afterwards, hum- slightly yeah. humiliating. McDonald's, <laughs> you say in McDonald's, <laughs> and it's humiliating. And then, but afterwards, you like you know get get your shit back together and you get on with your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're fucking a dog, and then afterwards you're just like, oh yeah, I'm illegally in this guy's apartment, illegally having sex with his dog. I mean, isn't it just time to just? Throw in the spurs, <laughs> or just like, just like you know, bullets in the mouth. I mean, that's no. just like, no. if that's your bag, no. fucking a dog. Yeah, I know it's fucked up. Like, see if you were like a kid or something like that, and you didn't, you know, you didn't know or something weird. Like when I was a kid, like I used to kiss neck? my, I used to kiss my cat on the nose, and I thought there was something wrong with that. I used to kiss his nose. You French it? I didn't, no, I didn't French my cat's nose. But I just used to kiss his little wet nose. Yeah. And, and then deep down, I thought, there's something wrong with me kissing this cat's nose. It was. It was, yeah, it was, it was fucked, fucked up. up. It was fucked up. I knew it was fucked up. <laughs> and I felt humiliated. Every yeah. Look at his you little wet, yeah. you know, his little wet nose. It was, it was a little bit soft. A little bit firm and it was, it was wet, and I always thought that wet means happy. A wet dog. Wet. What? I, I, little I said his anus. No, I said his nose. Yeah. Little, his little nose. Little anus. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Little cat ass. I dream about throwing a ping pong ball on a cat's ass, and the other night it was really boggling my mind. Yeah. On a bounce or straight? No, straight. And the cat was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> so I'm doing it again. <laughs> you like that? The cat liked it. The cat totally, I knew it. Wow. Yeah. It was weird. Wait, what did that, what, what was the, what, what did that? <laughs> Something had to do with anal secretion. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well. Speaking of anal secretion. Yeah. What about it? <laughs> yeah, nothing. what about it, dude? Nothing. Uh, God, fucking a dog. I mean, how do you get the dog to like just? I mean, how do you get the dog to just chill out? And mm-hmm. The dog's not gonna, you know, like a dog. You know what he looked? You know what the funny thing is? The guy looked like. He looked like the dog whisperer. You know, the guy with the fake teeth and shit. Yeah. He looked like him, didn't he? He definitely had an Eastern European thing going on. He had that kind of weird like, gypsy. Yeah. He looked like a wandering gypsy. Yeah. Or a, or a traveler. Small hands, smell like cabbage. Yeah. Or up. dick fingers. Yeah. Dick fingers. <laughs> That was a good one. 
Oh, baby. Well, you know, look, we got problems in this way. You know, humans, humans, you know, there's, there's something to be said that there's a lot of outrage on human behavior and we're civilized people and we should be look, striving for peace and we should be striving for better behavior and more civilized. But we're, we're, we're just taking after our, we're human. We're not humans, we're earthlings. Earthlings, every single animal on this planet fights each other yeah. for territory right. or fights each other for dominance or fights each other for in weird infractions or eats each other eats them eats each other like fish eat each other mm-hmm. there's 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 every single species has some sort of aggression or violence towards each other based on territory or something else right. so why wouldn't we we do we do i'm saying it's it's it's, it's something we can't control we can't control behavior that is abhorrent. Right. And the only real thing we can do is take a story like this and say, and make a movie look, you know what? I'm going to fucking take, you get, you, hey, listen, reporter John, <laughs> guess what? Hey, how you just, how you just hit the lottery? Guy just fucked his, fucked the, his, the dog. Yeah. Let's write a good story on it and. Will will uh, people will read the paper? Yeah. And then when they read the paper, the more people read the paper, the better the the money is that you're getting for the ads. Yeah. So, which brings me to another story yeah. that we were going to talk about. We yeah. we've been back and forth. Well, this, is, this is a re- this is a really this class, is this is a classic. Well, this spiral. This story is like yeah, hits hits all of our normal uh, yeah. our normal things. Our downward spiral. Right. Yeah. Right. I gotta just cough it up. Flipboard's doing this thing now where you can't favorite your stories anymore. Mm. So I have to go into the depths. But this is a story that happened not too long ago, but it's been in the news for a while. And it involves a police officer. I you know I never heard about it until you told me, but Well it's Gawker. Gawker's Gawker's the man. Yeah. I love Gawker. Let's find this fucking thing. We're almost there. Ah, cannibal alright. This is called Cannibal Cops Online Friend Bragged of Eating a Black Woman and a White Child and Roasting Whole Pelvises. Last October, 28-year-old New York City Police Officer Gilbert Vallet III, a.k.a. the Cannibal Cop, was arrested and charged with conspiracy to kidnap, cook, and eat up to 100 women in a court on Wednesday. Prosecutors provided additional online chats, some online conversations released in October between Valet and one of his online cannibal buddies who used the screen name Moody Blues. This Moody Blues character was apparently far more experienced than Valet who hadn't eaten anyone yet. Uh, is this the synopsis? Yeah, that's hadn't eaten up. anyone yet. According to the New York Post, Moody Blues boasted about having eaten both a black woman and a small child. Valet's response, I have not had a young white woman. Looking forward to it. Too bad he didn't throw an LOL in there. Yeah, right. After that, Moody Blues shared some of his favorite recipes. I love roasting whole pelvises. Mind you, only did that with the little ones so far. Here's also an exchange. So he roasted a child's pelvis. Trust me, this is... This is this is very interesting. Moody Blues says, "If we get someone and we finish the meat early, would you go for another?" 
Valet says, yeah, I think I would have to give it time, though. Moody Blues says, why? Go for a complete different type. I'd love to eat another child. And Moody Blues describes a taste of human flesh, saying, isn't quite like pork, but very meaty. I like that. So just another day for court of everyone. So, so basically the story is this police officer was... I don't think that they found him doing the doing any he wasn't right. kid, he didn't kidnap anybody he didn't he was just talking he was online yeah. talking with other dudes about kidnapping cannibalizing people now what I, I have a couple problems with the story no, well number one is this is just, it's a gross story but without any and I, I clearly I don't the only evidence I have about this story is what I'm being told by the Gawker, and mm. Gawker's pretty, you know, they their stories are usually salacious, which I love, and I we use on the spiral all the time. But it seems to me that if you were to read through, you read through the lines, it seems like he's being prosecuted based on no evidence. He's basically right. being prosecuted on chat with some other weirdos. Right. You know, like, and they're just talking in a way that it just doesn't seem like it's real. Like, it just doesn't right. seem like it it ever happened. Right. It doesn't seem like none of. Like I said, we don't know. We don't know. We've never. We don't know anything about this other than the story. But Nico and I were talking about this earlier, and it just seems like it's bullshit. It seems like the guy probably just got online and started talking to other dudes. Right. But it just does the way he he describes things and how how if you're a police officer and you're aware of criminality right. you know what's permissible and what's not permissible right. you know what's legal and not legal why would you put yourself in that kind of crazy jeopardy like you it know, just seems I, I, th I think if you're a cannibal i don't think you're you're actually promoting it you know it, it's a weird like i don't think you're actually well, we've gone. About it. We've gone through the whole cannibal thing, and we usually talk about the German guy who found this other guy, and they basically said, "Who wants to be consumed?" And the guy said, "Me, me, please, let's." But that was a weird sexual. There's a sexual thing. This isn't sexual. This is no. hunger. This is just like yeah, hunger. But it, but but the same like time, curiosity and at hunger. the same time, as recently I've been doing, and I've been reading a lot about. There's an author and a, a, a outdoor guy named Stephen Ranella. And his whole thing is he has a show and he's a writer. He writes this book called The Meat Eater. Hmm. And he has been a lifelong hunter. He does not buy any meat from a supermarket. He doesn't eat out in restaurants. He stocks his freezer with, he goes on hunts and he butchers the meat in the field, carries it back, processes it. He does everything and it's very much along the lines of like having a relationship with this meat and having hmm. a relationship with Keeping your family, and he, it's a—he's an incredibly smart guy. His name is Stephen Miller. I, I really, really like his book. is great. It's it's just hunting stories. But he's what's just, the name of the book? The Meat Eater. Meat Eater. It's great. I mean, he's just an interesting guy because he talks about butchering everything, and mm. you know, it's 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 very fascinating. When you talk about harvesting an animal, or when you talk about people who have actually done butchering and stuff like mm. that, one one deer. You're talking about 150 pounds after the guts are pulled out. Mm. You're talking about 150 pounds of the meat. Mm -hmm. You don't just willy-nilly talk about, yeah, when I f let's eat this one and get another one. It's, 
there's there's inaccuracies in the in the lines drawn that would make you think that it just didn't happen. Yeah. You know, and it just the whole story is it seems like they're just finding this person who's supposed to be a police officer. Right. And he's they're saying that he's about <coughs> to kidnap people and eat them. Is it like a sting on on some dude or I don't know. It just it just seems weird and and the whole I threw I like eating pelvis. Nobody nobody says that. Yeah, nobody yeah. you know, even with like even with like there's no there's no you don't go to the re- you don't go to a store and say, you know what, I'm really looking for some cow pelvis. Mm. It's just not it just the whole thing sounds ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it seems unreasonable and it seems ridiculous. But the best part is is some of the some of the uh some of the comments are great. My favorite comment is, Roasting whole pelvis is maybe traditional, but I find that you end up with some pretty dry pelvis. I know deep frying is always talked about to death, but it's really the way to go. Just be sure you go outside and a pelvis is fully defrosted. So it's funny. Some people are having a laugh about the whole thing. It's funny. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I don't we have problems. We have we have real problems. You're getting tired. Yeah, we're getting tired. I'm getting tired. Yeah, I got. Let's you know, do a. I got up at like five. You what? I got up at like five thirty, something like that. I'm like movie hours, so I'm like up really early. Well, why don't we um, wrap this bitch up? Yeah, let's do some plugs. We'll do, do some plugs, and we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll reconvene some other time. Yeah, plugs. Um, I want to plug the HVCCA. Yeah. We're having a show called The Power of Place. It's starting tomorrow, the 27th, and it's going through April. And Andy B. is in it, Andy Barthelmas, Shara S., Shara Shisha Boran is in, in, in it, Tim Smith, who's been on the podcast, uh, a few other people have been on the podcast, and it's going to be great. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be real high level, really excited. I can't wait to be there. We've gotten tons of support from the Birdsell House, a local restaurant, tons of support from the, the Gleason's, which is hosting the after party. Talk to Dylan's Wine Store. They're doing something. It, 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 it's, a great, it's a great thing, and I'm really fortunate. And, uh, you know, onward. Onward to 2014. Yeah. you have any plugs? No, no, I don't, I don't think I do. I, I, uh, I thought I did, but... And you go fuck yourselves? Yeah, Samantha Morgan can go fuck herself. Who's Samantha Morgan? She's an actress. Oh. Shot her last last like week of this film I worked on. God, she was a fucking nightmare. So fuck her. I hope I never work with her again. She, who? What was she doing? Samantha Morton. Just Google her. Morton. Samantha. <laughs> She's just annoying. She was what, totally annoying. I want to go fuck something. Not a dog. Yeah, no. That guy gets to go fuck yourself. Oh, God, that's fucking disgusting. And, 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 uh. No, don't do it. No. Don't do it. Um. Life is too short. I, uh, do we do, we did plugs. Go fuck yourself. And, and that's it. And that's, that's our podcast. I'm, I'm very tired. You're very tired. Let's do this. We had a lot of fun. Cards Against Humanity. Cards plugs. Against Humanity. Huge plug for Cards and Against Humanity. It's totally sold out, but you can um, you can put your name on a list. They'll email you back. 
It's pretty awesome. It's fucking hilarious. It's and a great, great fucking game. Fu- I'm, somebody, I'm gonna have somebody go fuck yourself. What? Go fuck yourself. You don't. I got nobody to go. Yeah, fuck. fuck it. Life is too good. Life yeah. is short. I gotta learn how to keep my mouth shut. Exactly. <laughs> I gotta learn how to not not fuck myself. All right, this is good. We have new microphones. It's a it's a good episode. We have an hour. And, Let's do uh, this. And that's it. So um, nice to see you. Nice to see you. And good luck this week. Yeah, I like, your new, I like your new look. Thanks, man. Shave We're gonna man. drink at Americanos at Gleason's tomorrow. Yeah, fuck yeah, you know it. <coughs> All right. Later. Onward. Onward.